Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. (laughs) So what is happening now? What is happening now? Life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, what is happening with you? Some shit is going down. Okay, tell me. Okay, so it is the retrograde, Mm -hmm. which we all know brings up stuff from the past. We're revisiting old patterns. Yes. So I have been seeing this guy. Yes. Who I kind of really like. Uh-huh. And I had someone maybe a couple weeks ago that reached out from my past who was like, do you want to hang out? And I said, no, I'm kind of seeing someone that I might really like. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm happy for you, whatever. And I was like, oh, should I tell this person that I don't want to see anyone else? Tell the person that you like. Yeah. yeah. Should I tell this person that I like that yeah. I, I like them enough to not see anybody else? Yeah. To turn down all your suitors. Yes. And I was like, oh, it feels too soon. Like, it feels really connected, but also it feels a little weird to even bring that up so soon. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of moved on. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say anything yet. Like, this is the right thing to do because I do like this person and I want to give them a fair chance. Mm-hmm. I want to focus all my energy on them. Yeah. But then last night, someone else reached out from my past from like a long ass time ago and is like, hey, you know, let's hang out. And I said, no. And they were like, well, why? And I said, you know, I really like somebody. So that's what I'm looking for. And I don't really think that was on the table for us. So I'm, I'm going to say, no, it's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then they were so persistent. They're like, well, I didn't know you wanted something. Like, I'm open to that. Why don't we just hang out? And I'm like, well, I already like this other person. It's just this whole thing <laughs> in my head. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, well, now I'm turning this person down that I kind of really liked. But I'm like, does the person I like now reciprocate that i don't know because we haven't talked about it so there's like there's the person that you're with now that you you really like yeah and then another person from the past came in and you're like no i'm i like this other person and then another person came back in who you actually also like yeah and so that made like the the choice to say no even more difficult yes And I just felt kind of bummed about saying no. Yeah. But really, I just want, I do want this, the one guy I'm already like seeing. I want that to work out. Yeah. So this is like some wild retrograde stuff where it's like, like, I'm like, this is like the universe testing me. Well, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's like, don't make any fast or impulsive decisions. So leading into the retrograde, you are already with this other guy that that you really like you already seen him mm-hmm. and you had sort of made that energetic commitment within yourself that i like this person and this is the person that i want to focus my energy on and then the retrograde starts and the universe says well what about this person yeah. and what about are you that sure? person are you sure you like this other person because like, yeah. this person likes you and so does this person like you that <laughs> you really like from before now he's back and is interested in you. And so, yeah, it's pressing you. Yeah, it is. So I wasn't thinking I should say anything because it felt too soon to say 
you know, I'm not going to see anyone else. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what you're doing, but I'm not seeing anybody. Mm-hmm. But then this other person appeared. So now I feel like I kind of have to say something because if I don't, then I would feel, you know, a month goes by and then he says he's seeing someone else casually. And then I'm just like, okay, well, why am I turning down people if he's not on the same page? Yes. In my past, the only things I really regret are not being upfront with my feelings and being more straightforward, even though it might feel um, scary and awkward or uncomfortable to share like what I'm really feeling. Yeah. So this this is what we're always talking about with you (laughs) Uh, because your North Node is in Aries. So the Ram, the Ram, does the Ram tiptoe around? No, no. So it's direct. It's very direct. (laughs) So when you tiptoe around, I'm not living my soul's purpose. You're not living your soul's purpose. When you're direct, it's uncomfortable because it's not what you're used to. Mm. But when you're direct, what happens? I'm rewarded. You're rewarded. Yeah, this is what happened last time. I was nervous to tell one of my friends something for like two days and it was this whole thing. And then I told them and it was so well received and I felt instantly better. Like I always say, the planets are always nudging you, reminding you, pushing you grinding on you if need be to get you in your soul's purpose Ah. and so you're getting these clear reminders that are like ingrid you like this guy right you said you liked him so what are you gonna do about it yeah what are you gonna do about it you know because we're gonna put these other temptations in front of you um they're gonna make you question where you are and if you're direct and you're confident then you know where you are and you know what you need to do you need to tell the guy that you like that you're turning down suitors left and right <laughs> for his honor. <laughs> oh, that's so funny that you say it like that. Cause I feel like this guy has some like past life warrior energy shit happening. Mm, the guy that you like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's an Aries moon. Mm. So the moon represents the past and his past is in the sign of the warrior. Oh shit. Because Aries is ruled by Mars, which is the warrior. Okay, shit is getting crazy. So that's happening. Yes. And then in combination with this, do I share my dream? Tell me. Okay. So I have this dream. I'm running and I feel a bee or I'm running with like my friend and he tells me there's like a bee running up my spine and I can feel it like over my jacket or something. I feel the bee run up my spine over the top of my head onto my third eye and like launch off. Uh And then... When it launches off and lands on the ground, it's a giant black scorpion. Wait, it launched off from where? My third Your eye. third eye. Yeah, the center of my forehead. Yes. But then once I saw it hit the ground, I was like, no. It's a giant scorpion. That thing just stung my third eye. Yes. And I start freaking out. I was just like, oh, it didn't hurt, but I knew that it happened. Okay. And then I ran into this like corner store, 7-Eleven, and I'm like asking the gas station attendant, like, do you see anything on my third eye? Like that scorpion just stung my third eye. Like I, I know it did. Like, can you see it? And they're like, I don't see anything. And I'm like trying to look in the mirror. Anyways, I don't know what the fuck that means because that shit was crazy. Okay. Well, you're talking about committing yourself to a person. And the scorpion is the symbol of Scorpio. And Scorpio is the sign that represents karmic bonds. The bonds that occur between two people where you can't tell where you end and the other begins. So it's like the scorpion is opening up your third eye, which is like your unconscious. Fuck. To see that you are wanting to bond with somebody. But... Who who else was in the dream? Who are these other people in the dream? My former partner, Chris. 
he was in the dream who told me that the bee was running up my spine. Oh my God. So, I mean, <laughs> your former partner is telling you that there's a bee, which is like a divine messenger on your shoulder, on your back. Okay. Also, I looked up the bee and it also represents like marriage or love or like connection and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I thought was happening. But then when it got to my third eye, it was something else. Scorpion also represents transformation. So you're transforming from this former bond because it's your former partner that's alerting you that there's something on you, a bee on you. Mm -hmm. And then the bee turns into a scorpion and stings your third eye. But but also like I have this like, connection with bees. So if there was a bee on me, I wouldn't be alarmed. I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's just a bee. But if he saw a scorpion on me, I would fucking flip out, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was like this like ability to be comfortable with it. Like, I don't know. That's where like your Kundalini is moving up your spine and opening your third eye. I'm like, okay, whatever this messenger of the gods, this like some sort of love or relationship thing is like moving through me. But then it's like way deeper than that with like the whole, yeah, the scorpion shit. Yes. Also, I was like, at his house sleeping when I had that dream, which I haven't been dreaming for like a long time. <laughs> so you had, you were sleeping at your current partner's house and you had a dream about your form, former partner telling you that a bee was on you that turned out to be a scorpion that stung you in your <laughs> Wait, wait. And then I go to the, so then I wake up. I don't know what the fuck is happening with this dream. And then I go to the chiropractor. Immediately afterwards, I drive to the chiropractor after having this dream. We're sitting outside and he brushes something off my shoulder. This is real life. That is, yeah, this is this not, is not a, dream. a dream. He brushes something off my shoulder and I look over and there's like a bee on the chair. I was like, oh, was that bee just on my shoulder? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, now I have to tell you my dream because now there's just a bee on my back. Like, yeah. what? Whoa. My dreams are like coming into, into real life. reality. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. You're getting some very powerful messages. So, this new karmic bond is like opening my third eye in yes. some way. The new partner is helping you see your unconscious mm. or, or your unconscious is telling you that you're ready for a new bond or both. And you know, your old partners, it's like, he's giving you away oh my to gosh. the new partner. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He did ask if he could meet him. So, whoa, this is very powerful stuff, Ingrid. So, I mean, announcement, me and my former partner are still very, very close. We're really good friends. So. Yeah, totally. So we still work together and yeah, it's been an interesting transition. So all of this, whatever's happening with these new karmic bonds and the fucking third eye, it's just, uh, everything is crazy. <sighs> what a transformation. You're going through a major transformation. You're moving, you're switching partners, you're, you're going through a complete overhaul. And then all this, all these like retrograde people showing up in the middle of yes. this. Yes. Like get the fuck out of here. No. Well, they're, they're showing up to see how clearly you want to be going where you're going. Do you want to be going where you say you want to go? You say you want to go this way, then distractions come to see. And are you going to swipe them aside? Or are you going to yeah. get are distracted? You, exactly. Which I am very, I I am very easily distracted. Yes, you're but I'm, Gemini rising. But I'm really not interested. I've had this vision for a while, and I think that this person fulfills that vision. Good. And shows up in ways that I didn't even know were really possible. Yes. Like, better than my vision. 
But you have some nice planetary alignments with this new person. Yeah, Scott's over here analyzing everything that happens. It's pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. I love it. He's my personal it. life coach. Yes. Love, yes. relationships, yes. job stuff. <laughs> it's fun. It's so fun. I love working with you, Ingrid. It's such a joy to have been with you doing this podcast for over a year now and to see the transformation that has occurred in all aspects of your life. I know. It's crazy. Every single thing about me has changed. Yes. Relationship, job, energy, disposition. Yes. Yeah. So many positive changes for you. If you want a life coach, <laughs> just hire Scott over here. He's doing deep dives. Yes. A deep dive. I don't like to call it a life coach. I like deep dive. Yes. Because that's more Scorpio. I think of myself as like a, a soul Sherpa. Oh my God. I love that. It's like we're a soul Sherpa. Yes, that's so cute. Helping people climb the Mount Everest of their life, their soul's journey. I was telling you before, you should do like dream analyzation yeah. and do these like small little things. It yes. would be fun. And you were just like, no. It I'm makes not. me nervous because like it's too short. You, yeah. You were just <laughs> saying like, that's cool, but I like to go deep. Yes. I would rather do like a month deep dive with somebody and really get in. Like you can only cover so much in an hour, even like, yes, we need to go deeper. We need to check in more. And I want to like get to the bottom of this shit and like really, really help people. Yes. Let's peel back the layers. Yeah. That's, that's where the good stuff happens. So, you know, as a Scorpio, that's, that's what I'm here to do is to get inside of your psyche, your <laughs> soul and help you see yourself. You know, that's, that's take yourself that's, apart and like put yourself back together. Yes. That's been my whole work with you over the, you know, is helping you see yourself and then watching you implement the different notes that I give you and then seeing how they work then, out for you. And it's, then calling me out on my bullshit too. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to totally, tell me like, yes. okay, well then fucking open your mouth and say something. <laughs> if you, if you want something to happen, you have to speak up. Yes. Well, I'm excited to hear how this conversation goes. We'll have to fill everybody in next week. Yeah. Also, we were just <laughs> talking about this on last week's episode. It was like, well, you're supposed to be asking the question that you don't want to ask. Right. Like you want the answer to, but you're scared to hear the answer. Yes. Which is exactly what this is. Like, I would like him to reciprocate and be like, oh yeah, I don't want to see anyone else, but that may not be the case. So I haven't really wanted to bring it up, but I do want to know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the answer that you want comes with the question that you're afraid to ask. Yeah. And I'm going to guess that the guy that you like is going to say like, oh yeah, for sure, you know. But if he does say, no, I'm keeping things open on my end, then you get to go fuck the other dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm hoping for the former. I'm hoping course, for the former. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm rooting for the former. I think that's what's going to come through. But we'll, uh, we'll have to fill everyone in next week. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes. Yes. So should we get into the week? Yes. Yes. Let's okay, do it. Cool. So this is the week of June 21st through the 27th begins on Monday, June 21st, when we're looking at the planet of dreams, Neptune, in oh. the sign of dreams, the sign of the unconscious, Pisces, is connecting to Venus, the planet of relationships. Okay. So it's like 
Ingrid's what? dreams coming true in her relationship. What is happening? Yes. Or even just dreaming about relationships, mm-hmm. all that unconscious stuff that was happening in my dream. This is very powerful energy to to dig deep within yourself. Like I, I posted something on Instagram a couple of weeks ago when Venus moved into cancer. And I said, dig deep into the roots of your relationships because cancer is the family. It's the ones who nurtured you. So Venus in Cancer gives you an opportunity to look at your very first relationship, which was with your mother or father or whoever raised you. And so digging into the roots of those relationships and even the roots of their first relationships with your grandparents and their grandparents and so on and so forth will help give you greater insight into why your relationships are the way that they are. Because the tree grows based on the soil that it's growing in, the roots. What is the health of those roots? If you want healthy relationships, if you want healthy fruit of those relationships, you need healthy roots. Well, what if you grew up in some shitty soil? Great question. That's where Neptune comes in. Because Neptune is the planet of compassion and intuition. So it brings like a healing energy. This is a water-water connection between Cancer and Pisces, which are both water signs, and water is healing. So Neptune helps bring that compassion. So you can go back and look at those shitty experiences you had growing up with your parents, let's say. And not be mad about it. Not be mad about it. Like, show yourself compassion. Show them compassion. Forgive yourself. Forgive them. Because they probably had like some shitty soil too. So it's just like, they didn't know. Yes. They didn't do it on purpose. No. It's all that unconscious. It's Mm. all in the unconscious. Yes. And so this is awakening that unconscious of what was going on, what's going on in your relationships, where it stems from, and how to heal that by being compassionate with yourself, your younger self, and your parents, and your grandparents, and all all the way down the line. So is this like an opportunity for multi-generational healing? Yes, absolutely. I'm really just starting to feel what that means to experience just multi-generational healing. When you say there's an opportunity for that, it's really talking about going back in your past and looking at how your parents grew up and your grandparents grew up and kind of breaking whatever that, you know, quote unquote curse is. Mm -hmm. These patterns that we keep repeating until we recognize them, we shed light on them and we decide that we're going to change them so we don't continue that pattern. And what has that been like for you, that experience? I mean, I think I had kind of an awakening in my early 20s with having compassion for my parents because I always wanted them to be a different way. I wanted them to show up in different ways for myself and I didn't get what I wanted and I was really mad at them for that. Mm. And once I realized that they're just going through their own fucked up shit and they don't know what they're doing. They had their kid in their early 20s. You're not even a person yet. Like... (laughs) the fuck i'm like 34 over here and when people are having a kid i'm just like wow that's crazy i'm just trying to like keep my dishes and my laundry clean over here like having another human being to raise it's like i have my own shit every day you can't always show up for other people in your life the way that they need you to show up it's like we don't know that when we're kids we just get what we get and everyone's just hanging on for dear life and they love you and they didn't do anything on purpose and they probably wish they could have done better but they couldn't Mm -hmm. People are doing the best that they can, and that's all they can do. And sometimes that's shitty. Has it inspired you to look at 
your grandparents, the oh, people that yeah. raised your parents? And has that changed some of your perspective on yeah, things? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just once you look at that, you can't unsee it. I'm like, well, their parents didn't show up for them. So of course, like they did way better than their parents were doing. <laughs> so like, I should be grateful that I didn't have what my parents got. Yeah. I went from feeling like I got gypped to feeling lucky that their childhood was awful. <laughs> it's you know? amazing how it just flips the perspective. Yeah. So once we just open up to just seeing things in a different way mm-hmm. and not being a victim, yeah, that's where the healing comes in. It's just mm-hmm. the awareness and the compassion to how things play out in life. Life isn't against us. We just have to like learn these lessons and learn compassion. Yeah. Learn to change things on our own. Like we can still have pain and wish things were different, but like unplugging or disconnecting from the attachment that things are supposed to be a certain way. We live in this cookie cutter society where you're supposed to have two parents and they're supposed to love you and they're supposed to take you to all your soccer games or whatever the hell people want. And you know, that's not the case most of the time. People are, yeah, just hanging on for dear life. And sometimes they can't (laughs) come to your soccer game or they can't love you the way you want to be loved or they're mean to you because they like, they don't want you to make the same mistake that they made or their parents were super mean. So now they're super nice. And then they don't like give you the guidance you wanted. It's just like Mm. everyone, everyone's going to have their issue. Yeah. And they're just doing the best they can to just try. Yes. They're just trying. So that's that compassion. That's being compassionate for your parents and your grandparents. You know, it's like, they're just, like you said, hanging on for dear life. Mm. We all wish we would have had these tools growing up, but like we wouldn't have learned shit. We just came out knowing all the lessons. Like, what would be the point of being on Earth? That, exactly. Like, That's why you're here. You're here to go through some shit so that you can grow. You can't grow unless, you know, a grape can't be turned into wine unless it's crushed. And even like oh, this book over here, we were talking about the hidden life of trees. Mm. It's like trees learn these lessons. So it's like they don't get stronger unless they go through a drought. And then ever since that one drought they have, they learn to conserve their water and yes. conserve when they produce fruit. And then if there's like super windy conditions, they learn to have like more structure. Mm-hmm. And it's like they only grow every time there's like these uncomfortable events yeah, or these, whatever. Yeah, yeah, these uncomfortable seasons that they go through and they grow just like we do. We don't get stronger unless we like weather the storm. Yes. Wow. I love it. Thank you, Ingrid. Mm-hmm. So much great wisdom there. Yeah, this tree book over here, The Hidden Life of Trees is dope as shit. Yes. It's like, all just about the science of trees and like how they're all connected in the forest and whatever, and how they take care of each other. But it's like such a reflection of human existence. It's really amazing. Mm. Yeah. They reflect human beings. I tried to have Scott read it and he hated it because he only reads things about people. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm reading the history of princess Diana. I'm like, that sounds awful. (laughs) One of the things that I've, one of the things that I've learned about myself that, that I should have already known because I've always been this way, but through doing my other podcasts, the Uncharted Territories, I have been reading a lot of biographies on all the different people that were covering. And I mean, I can read a 600 page book no. in like a couple days. Just no. Just because I just devour it when it's, and, and that's again, that's, it's that that's scorpion. Deep, that's a, that's deep, a dive. deep dive. Okay. Totally. It's like I get into these people and I, I'm like, feel like I'm living their lives in a sense. That's very exciting for me. And, and even though this book sounds amazing and I recommend that everyone read it, The Hidden Life of Trees, everyone but me. Uh, <laughs> It, it just, you know, it's hard for me to get through a couple pages because there's no 
human story there, but it is interesting. And yeah. Everyone, you already have these reflections within yourself. You don't need this book. You've yeah, got astrology over there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So Tuesday, June 22nd, we are looking at Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, coordination, the god of merchants, thieves, commerce, ends its retrograde course. So everyone Shit is going to stop being fucked up. <laughs> so everyone who's ever dated Ingrid, no. uh, don't, don't contact her anymore. <laughs> So all both all both of you <laughs> all two people um well you know at the same time mercury retrogrades over but it's it's still slow. still in the shadow you know so basically mercury has been at 16 degrees so look at your astrological code if you have it and if you see anything at 16 degrees mercury is connecting to it mercury's stuck it's not moving. It, it's been at 16 degrees. Okay, well, that's the worst part of the retrograde is the day that the retrograde ends then. The day that it starts and the day that it ends that everyone talks about. It's that's intense. Like the most intense part of it. It's intense. It's like a it's like a 12-car pileup on the freeway. Mercury's been at 16 degrees since June 17th, and it doesn't move to 17 degrees until June 27th. Oh, okay. So that that's, whole week just fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah, since last Thursday, the 17th, and until this coming Sunday, the 27th. That's like over 10 days at the same degree. And Mercury typically moves one to two degrees a day. So Okay, well, fuck this day. (laughs) Slow down. (laughs) Slow down. Take your time. Don't text back all the people that are coming back from the past, unless you want to go down that path because you feel like there's some sort of unfinished business there. But that's why people come back from the past. It's to wrap up loose ends. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. So this is a slowdown. Mercury moves out of its shadow on July 7th. Once we get to July 7th, then it's all full steam ahead, head back to the buffet line Load up your plate again, <laughs> again <laughs> with all kinds of new projects or steaks and lobster or whatever. But hold steady until July 7th. Wednesday, June 23rd. There's a lot on the table today. We're looking at six different planets that are connecting on Wednesday, June 23rd. The sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality which we talked about the end of last week, just moved into Cancer. And we talked about the planet on that same day, that Sunday, Jupiter. Expansion. Expansion. And so Jupiter is now connecting directly with the sun. So the sun is in Cancer, bringing that its light, life, and vitality to the sign that represents your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, your family lineage. And now it's connecting with Jupiter, the planet of expansion in Pisces. Compassion. Compassion, the unconscious. So it's interesting because on Monday we talked about Venus in Cancer connecting to Neptune in Pisces. And today it's the Sun in Cancer connecting to Jupiter in Pisces. So we're getting the same lesson again in a new way about looking into your roots, finding how can you find greater compassion for the ones who raised you, for the ones who raised them, for your family lineage? How can you have greater compassion for yourself? 
how can you be more nurturing to yourself? Well, if you get rid of your resentment for your past, that frees yourself up to be more happy with where you are right now when you're not focused on some old baggage. Yes, I love that. Venus is also in play here, still in Cancer, but now connecting to Pluto. So love and relationships in your home life, connecting to, you said Pluto? Pluto. So that's like death of the old way of doing things, the planet of transformation. Yes. So changing the way you relate to your home life yes and your relationships yes that's perfectly tied together with what we just talked about absolutely so if you're being more compassionate to the ones who raised you to the ones in your home to yourself then it's going to transform those relationships and pluto is in capricorn which is the sign that represents authority so when you can become more compassionate in your relationships maybe you receive greater respect. You're treated with greater authority because the people that you're in relationship with revere you and respect you because you're doing the same for them. So there's one other alignment on Wednesday, and that is Saturn, the planet of restriction, in Aquarius, the sign of community, aligning with Chiron, the wounded healer, in Aries, the sign of self-confidence. So this is all playing in together. You might like be scared to say what you need to say to these people, like to transform the relationships, but that's what's going to heal the wound is being direct about how you feel about things. Yes, that's it. If you want to be an authority, if you want to be in charge of yourself and respected in the relationship, then you have to do the work. And speak up. To be self-confident and speak up. Exactly. And self-confidence stems from self-love. Yeah. Do you love yourself enough to move through that discomfort so you can get what you want? Yes. Do you love yourself enough to tell the person that you really like that you really like them? (laughs) (laughs) You do. And you are. You do love yourself that much and you are confident enough to do it. Thursday, June 24th, the full moon in Capricorn. Oh, shit. Which means the sun in Cancer is opposing the moon in Capricorn. So that's uncomfy. Well, it's challenging. It's uncomfy. It's powerful. Howl at the moon. Everyone's acting crazy on the full moon. It's like, yeah, it's this, it's this energetic release. This is why you need to speak up in your relationships. You need to have compassion in your relationships. You need to have compassion in the home. Then let go of your past. Yes. So things can transform. This is a day for release. This is a day for release. So if you're holding on to something and it needs to be released, it is going to be uncomfy, right? Something is going to get ripped out of your hands, so to speak. Yeah. If you're doing the work earlier in the week, it won't be so hard to let go because you've been like working towards something. Yes, exactly. It's like we can't just show up, you know, Every, I mean, it's great if you only show up like every full moon or new moon to do like these intentions, but it's like, if you're working with the energy on the daily, things get more and more smooth. Like the Mm -hmm. more you become aware, the easier things will be. It's like house cleaning. You know, if you, if you're dusting every day, then it doesn't get bad. But if you're doing it twice a month, like during the new moon, full moon, let's say. You're going to be in a panic. Someone's coming over and the house is dirty. Exactly. Exactly. It's a lot more work. It's more work. So everything that we talked about last week, leading into this week, prepares us for the moment of this full moon. And it's an emotional expression. 
of what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to achieve? And we we always think about Capricorn in terms of ambition and achievement, which a lot of the times can easily just relate to like career. But it's like not everything is a career ambition. Like, what do you want? What is your ambition? Do you want love? Do you want a new place to live? Do you want to feel at peace with your past? Do you want to let go of some of your baggage you've been holding on to some resentment? What are you trying to achieve for yourself as a human being? Not not just your career. Not just your career. Exactly. Absolutely. It's achievement could be anything. (laughs) What do you want to accomplish? It could be any number of things, whatever it is you want to accomplish. And how is that connected to your roots, your childhood, your upbringing? Yeah. Setting some intentions today. What do you want to release from your past? And yeah, where do you want to be with your achievements? What is your achievement? What area of your life? Would you like to accomplish something in? Yes. And is there something from your past that is blocking you from achieving what you want to accomplish? That's the question. Yes. That is the question right there. Yes. Yeah. Why don't we have what we want? It's usually something from our past holding us back. Mm -hmm. And once you can like pinpoint it, it loses some of its power. You don't even have to do anything. But once you shed some light on it, it starts to just dissolve. Yes. So just answering that question for ourselves can be huge. That's it. Today's the day to release whatever that is or to pinpoint it, like you said. And when you see it, it loses its power. It's like turning on the lights in the closet when you're afraid there's a monster in there. And you're like, no, it was just that jacket. (laughs) Friday, June 25th, Neptune, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition begins its... Very, very long, almost six-month retrograde course. So retrograde is always revisiting some old stuff, some old patterns. Mm -hmm. So Neptune is the cloudy planet? Neptune's the cloudy planet. I don't know how that would relate to this one, actually. So, okay, first of all, let's let's get to the nuts and bolts. Neptune's at 23 degrees. It's going to move back to 20 degrees. It's going to end its retrograde on December 1st. That's how long it's here, moving backwards. But it only goes back three degrees. So what that means for you is look in your code, see if there's anything between 20 and 23 degrees that Neptune's connecting to. Um, yeah, I do. Okay, good. Uh, I have Chiron, the wounded healer. And what degree is that at? 20 degrees. 20 degrees. Yeah. Wow. Chiron, and then I have a circle with a cross of spirit underneath it. Venus? Yeah. Okay. Venus is at 22 mm-hmm. in Libra, right? Yeah. And yeah. I have the North Node. Is it mm-hmm. the horseshoe like this? Yeah. In Aries. That's in Aries. It's not really going to make a strong connection with Aries or Libra. Aries because it's a neighbor. and Libra, it's an in conjunction. It's not a strong angle. But the Chiron in Gemini, that's a strong connection. If you're out there and you have a key astrological point between 20 and 23 degrees in Gemini or Sagittarius, it's going to make a square. Oh, okay. So that what happens is there could be a loss of faith in some direction. And so when you feel that loss of faith, you have to go within and you have to show yourself compassion so that you can reimagine, dream up something better that's more appropriate for who you are in the present moment. Because your loss of faith is disappointment 
for a past dream not coming to fruition. But the reason that dream hasn't come into fruition is because that dream is no longer appropriate for who you are. So we need to be letting go of these old ideas of what we wanted and why it didn't work out. Yes. There's like a new path for us. And this is like a time to kind of revamp, maybe like grieve whatever you didn't get and understand that there is something better out there. Yes. And like you said, reclaiming, like regaining faith. Yes. Regaining faith. Regaining faith. You lose faith, then you must regain faith. It's exhausting. It is. And so is life. But, you know, astrology is such like a reminder that it's like, that's just the pattern. Like we get stuck in being like, well, I don't have what I want. Well, maybe it's because that's not what you're supposed to have. We don't always get what we want. <laughs> exactly. But you get what you need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's rewinding the dream. It's taking a look back at the unconscious of everything that you've you've been dealing with within your unconscious, let's say, since the beginning of the year is now being reviewed for the second half of the year. It's like the first half of the year is like you're you're learning, you're seeing some new things in your unconscious that are popping up. And then the second half of the year, those same things are popping up again. You're reviewing them again. And then you'll review them again. When it starts moving forward. When it starts moving forward at the end of this year. But in the end of the year, you'll have a lot of clarity. Yes, that's it. You're working your way through the clouds. It takes time. So slow down and be patient. If you're in the clouds, slow down. You don't hit the gas if it's foggy. Saturday, June 26th. Venus. The planet of love and relationships. Yes. Lady Luck. Oh, I just love how this happens because it's like you see the pattern of how how everything is setting up for this because Venus can't be here where it is today without having been where it's been the last couple of weeks when we've been talking about it, moving through cancer, digging up all the roots of the relationships and showing more nurturing and compassion and for all of that. Because today, on Saturday, June 26th, Venus moves into Leo. Leo is the sign of sovereignty. It's fixed fire. Fire is expressive. Cancer is introverted. It's water. Water is introverted because water is something where you are initiating the touch more so than water initiating the touch with you. Fire, on the other hand, is extroverted because fire can touch you, but it's not something that you would most likely want to touch. So the goddess of love in the fixed fire sign that's symbolized by the lion. So this is time to express your sovereignty in your relationships. How can you express your sovereignty in your relationships? How can you be ardent and generous in the way that you love by loving without expectation Mm, loving without expectation but loving with self-respect yeah just being honest and open with your communication and not not worrying so much about either like the repercussions or what someone's going to think of you or how they're going to reciprocate it just yeah just being yourself being yourself being courageous being bold Yeah, being courageous enough to be yourself. Yes, being courageous enough to be yourself. Or to share like your true self. Your true self. Venus is going to be transiting through Leo until July 21st. So we have a month of this. About a month. Almost a month. So from June 26th to to July 21st. And if you're curious on how this might be affecting you, the last time Venus transited through Leo was. September 6th to October 2nd 
of 2020. Ew, God. Was that bad? That was bad. That was very bad. Okay. Okay. So prepare yourself. Ugh. But here's the thing. Like, it was bad. But that was the first time. But you, you learned some things through that experience. Yeah. And now you're ready to... This is my test or my quiz this time since I prepared. Quiz. Yes, exactly. This is how you work with the energy. You weren't as confident in being yourself in relationships back in September to early October of last year. Yeah, 100%. Now you are. So now I get to practice. You get to practice. You're going to have like, some... bitch, I'm going to pass this test. <laughs> okay. You've been working out. You're ready for, you know... Yeah, I have been. Yes. Physically and spiritually. That's how you have to look at it. That's how you have to look at it. Be bold, be courageous, be ardent in relationships. I love it. Leo's the sign that rules the heart. So put your heart into your relationships. Be vulnerable in your relationships, but be courageous in your vulnerability. I mean, being vulnerable is super courageous. Yes. It's always so scary to share. Like It's almost redundant. Well, I think... Not everyone views it like that. Like, oh, if you're vulnerable, that's like, that means you're weak. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, bitch, that's hard to be vulnerable. Like to share what's on the inside is one of the most uncomfortable things you can do. And it takes so much courage to share. Yes. So good. You were giving a little mini reading to my roommate. And in the end, he like shared some stuff about his childhood and his relationship. And you were just like, thank you for your vulnerability. Yes. And I thought that was so kind because it's hard to share. Yes. So thanking someone for being vulnerable feels... It feels really nice to be recognized that that's hard to share uncomfortable moments. I always do that. I'm just moved and honored when people are willing to let me in and let me see themselves in an uncomfy way. Yeah. Where they're vulnerable. It takes real courage. So I have to honor people for doing that. Absolutely. Because it is courageous. So I respected him for... For sharing. Yes, absolutely. Sunday, June 27th. The moon has now moved on to the next sign from Capricorn to Aquarius. So the planet of emotions and the sign of community aligns with three planets today. Saturn, the planet of restriction, also the planetary ruler of Aquarius in Aquarius. That's a conjunction. That's a very powerful alignment. That's the weight of Saturn sitting on the emotions, restricting the emotions. And both of these are aligning with Chiron, the wounded healer, in Aries, the sign of self-confidence. And they're aligning with Uranus, the planet of revolution and rebellion, in Taurus. Oh my gosh, there's so the many. The sign of material security. Okay. If you can communicate to your community with being direct, you can heal the wound to your self-confidence. And then in turn, you will get material security. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love how you break that down. Damn, that was a puzzle. So, <laughs> it is. It's a puzzle. And you solved it right there. I love that. Wow. Wow. The only thing that I would add is like, you know, take a bit of a, the detachedness to the emotions. Oh, that Aquarius energy. Aquarius energy. You know, it's like, bitch, you know, this is just how things are. You know, like, I love how you say that, but detach the emotions, detach the emotions, be very logical in your emotional expression. Yeah. You don't have to be but courageous. screaming to no. say that like something is upsetting you or you don't have to be crying to say that, like, you know, this makes me like sad or upset. Yes. And 
when you can communicate with that detachment, I mean, we can't always do that, but this is an opportunity where we can, mm-hmm. people are going to receive your message without um, defensiveness or having an emotional reaction themselves. Yes. So this is such an opportunity to yeah express ourselves. Exactly. To be able to get what we want in this material world. It's an opportunity. Whenever the moon is in Aquarius, it's an opportunity for everyone to experience what it's like to be somebody who was born with the moon in Aquarius gives you the ability to detach from your emotions so that you can be more logical and clearer in how you are communicating what you feel. It's like a skill that we can acquire too. Like sometimes we can get, I I especially can get so caught up in it because my moon is in cancer, which is like the emotions and the sign of the emotions. And it's like so fucking emotional. It's like, oh, I'm like crying or I'm like, it's just, it's so intense. So I'm always so excited to have that Aquarius energy, that detachment where I can just feel more logical and grounded in my approach to communicating how I'm feeling. Yes. Yes. I love it. So good. Well, thank you, Ingrid. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. I'll see you next week. Maybe I'll have some other crazy dream shit to share. I'm excited. It's like the Ingrid soap opera. Is it going to be a dream? Some boyfriend stuff? (laughs) I'm excited. Who knows? (laughs) See you next week, Ingrid. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.